You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Dave McCarthy of Series XM NHL. Dave, hope you had a great holiday season. How are you doing? I'm doing great as I uh, fix my camera here, get all rigged up. I'm, I'm good to roll. I'm with you. I, I Getting into YouTube, I mean, I, I'm going the wrong way. I want to make sure everyone can see our fantastic sponsors over my shoulder. Get lower. Uh, your background looks great, though. Very festive in the McCarthy household. Well, you know how we do it. You know how we do it. I was trying to get my uh, – so I didn't frame it up very well. I'm not lifting up my tarp here. I'm trying to get <laughs> trying to get my new Mickey sweatshirt in here there, eh? I like it. I like it. Was that a gift? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Mickey guy. Oh, Love I mean Mickey. Who doesn't love Mickey? Uh, for those of you listening and not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. This is the content you get when you stream on Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, Dave, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, let, let's just start there. Austin Matthews, uh, you know, he, he's always going to pop up the most exciting player in the league by some. I'm going to disagree. Western bias. But when you look at his point total or his goal total, the pace that he had, it was like 72 goals last week. How many do you think he finishes this year? And do you think there's any motivation seeing what McDavid did last year thinking, I, I can one up that? I think there is to an extent. I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that he is the most exciting player. I read it on social media to be, it oh. wasn't my thoughts. I'm a McDavid guy. Okay. Okay. I, I thought for a second you forgot what city you're on in. You don't want to agitate the locals, but um, no, look, I think when you're a guy as, as talented as Austin Matthews, there's always a degree of, of competitiveness there, right? That fuels him to get to the level that he's at. And like last year, it would be 98% of people in the league that would, that would score 40 goals and, and they'd be, they'd be, you know, dancing through to the end of the rainbow and looking for pots of gold at the end of the year if they did that. It would be the best year they could ever possibly imagine. For the other 2 or 3% of players in the league, 40 goals, and they're like, eh, kind of had a down year, right? And that's what it felt like for Matthews. It, it really did feel like it was a down year coming off the year prior where he was into the mid-60s. So, um, I think he did see what McDavid did, and and there's an element of, yeah, like I just want to make sure that no one thinks of me as a one-and-done type guy, um, and and I want the Maurice Richard uh, trophy back. So I, I do think that drives him absolutely, and the way he's the way he's going right now, like it, it seems like he scores every night for fun. I mean, we thought he scored last night um, to to open the score and ended up taking off the uh, the foot of of Matt Nye, so we didn't get credit for the goal. But man, ever since this goal streak began, and there was a it was a span Connor of a of a handful of games where where Matthews wasn't at his best. And I actually asked Sheldon Keefe. I'm trying to remember when it was. It was just before this goal streak began, like early December. I said, you know, is 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 Austin? You know, the production hasn't quite been there, but is is he still doing the things that you need to see him do in order to be effective. And, and Sheldon was like, no, no, he's not. He's a driver of our team. Um, we expect more out of him. Um, he's not around the net. He's not getting chances, let alone scoring right now. And and something has clicked since then because it, it really does look like every every game that he only gets one, it's a disappointment. Yeah, and I just want to clarify, Dave, because I am in a public space. Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. 
most exciting player in the NHL. But I love watching Austin Matthews. Uh, he's one of my favorites to watch. Uh, Dave McCarthy of SiriusXM joining us. I uh, got to ask about Connor Bedard after uh, what he did last night in overtime scoring the winner. I mean, it, it's got to be tough. And he's had some injuries around him. He's he's the number one guy. He is the guy. Everyone's got their attention focused on him when you know you roll into Chicago or they're coming into town. Uh, what can you say about him and what he's been able to do so far in this rookie year? And I don't want to say exceed expectations necessarily, but pretty dang close. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. I mean, you look at Chicago right now, the caliber of that team, that might be, uh, to to borrow a phrase from Michel Therrien about uh, 17 years or so ago, that might be the worst team that a number one pick has gone to in quite some time. Uh, you look starting back to the Oilers and McDavid. Okay, the Oilers weren't great, but McDavid came in. He had dry asylum, right? Like, so there was another guy at his level right there to help offset some of his minutes. Uh, then the next year, the Leafs get Austin Matthews. Yeah, they, they finished last the year prior to that, but you drop Matthews in, uh, suddenly alongside him, you've got Mitch Marner and William Nylander who hit the ground running. You also had Tyler Bozak and James Van Riemsdyk and Nazem Kadri at the time. Um, so there was there, Leo Komarov who was able to take some in. There was, a, there was an infrastructure there around him Connor Brown as well that year it wasn't just Austin Matthews it was a it was a good team you know you look at the Rangers getting Lafreniere good team um you know, I'm trying to remember some other ones off the top of my head but you know it, it really hasn't been complete devastation the way that it is in Chicago this year where it, it literally is Connor Bedard and a bunch of guys named who that's a <laughs> bad team Bad team. They, they they went out and signed a number of veterans. Like Nick, Nick Foligno's been fine. He's been really good. Like for the role he's playing, he's been really good. But but let's not kid ourselves here. Nick Foligno is, is not even what he was five or six years ago. He's an older guy in the league. Beyond that, Taylor Hall, hurt. Um, Corey Perry, you know, we don't need to get into that, but it obviously didn't work out. Um, and after that, it's, it's, it's brutal, really. So... To come in with, with that level of hype, those level of expectations, um, you can only go down, really. You can either meet them or you can or you can come in under. It's almost impossible to exceed, which basically sets you up for failure to begin with. And somehow he's, I think, come pretty darn close, if not actually uh, come to meeting those expectations coming into the year. He's been he's been really impressed. That goal was it's bananas last night. If I was if I was the other team, I might want to have somebody try and stand in front of him or at least <laughs> put someone in the slot so he can't just waltz right down Mace. But, you know, still a hell of a play. I mean, when when you look at his shot, we, we've heard opposing goalies talk about it. Stuart Skinner said it. I mean, the release point is one thing, but it can be hard to read. Does his shot remind you of anyone else's, you know, the great goal scorers in years past? Uh, it's tough. I mean, there's so much whip on that stick that he uses, eh? Mm -hmm. That is really something to consider. And then when he's able to change the release point uh, by pulling it in at the last second or moving it out of the last second, in addition to all that, like that just becomes really difficult to pick up uh, from a goalie's standpoint. Um, It doesn't really remind me of Matthew's shot, um, I don't know why, but it just it doesn't. Maybe because one's a lefty and one's a righty, 
uh, that I don't have that same level of association there. Like Matthews, is, his shot is really interesting. He's really good at changing the release point. But it just seems, it seems so much more, I would say, um, not, not that it looks difficult for Connor Bedard, but there's an ease at which Matthews seems to shoot, yet it's so heavy. Like even the goal last night when he, he did the nice goal that we thought was his, he gets the puck at the top of the circle. And then it's just, it's a really deliberate wrist shot, but it comes off so heavy and it looks like it should be easy to stop, but nobody ever does. That That's the funny thing about it. With, with Bedard, to me, there's more of a violence to his shot. Um, you, you look at the goal last night, there was a violence to that wrist shot, but it was still an incredible shot. So I, I don't think there really is anybody in the league right now. Connor, did anybody come to mind for you that, that he reminds me of? No, not really. And I mean, I, I just kind of threw it out there and Tiger texting into the Jiffy Lube inbox here saying, I heard some of the old timers say it looks like bossy. Which I mean, okay, for the I haven't seen enough of Mike Bossy to to say so. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I like to go look at his DB page and just see how good he was because his numbers yeah. blow me away every time I see them. But I mean, that that's pretty high praise for him. So if that is the case, uh, it, it's unbelievable. And like he said, like sometimes it's just like how did that how did that go in? And then yeah, try being the goalie that is assigned to stop the puck. Not quite as easy. Uh, Dave, last one for you before we let you go here. I'll ask you just about the World Juniors, if that's okay. Uh, Canada opted to the 2-0 start. And I, I know this team maybe didn't get the love that we had seen from it in years past. Maybe just not the name recognition. But what have you made it from Canada in their first two games at the World Juniors? Well, I was around the team a little bit uh, two or three weeks ago when they had selection camp here in Oakville. And I, I was really struck by the the business-like mindset uh, of the team, there was an understanding that um, look, the the, the pressure is high. They're going for a third straight goal. They haven't done that uh, since I don't believe two thousand and nine. Um, so you have those expectations, that pressure. Uh, then you have a team, as you point out, I think quite rightly, Connor. It's not as heralded as some versions of this team, right? Like there wasn't a a Bedard on the team, though. Matt and Celebrini. Um, is 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 getting a lot of um, acclaim coming into the tournament. I haven't heard him mentioned quite in the same vein as a Connor Bedard uh, as last year, right? So, um, kind of an unheralded group. I mean, there was a there's a an undrafted 19 year old in Owen Allard who made the team, who's been passed over the NHL draft two years, and the guy missed all of last year with a shoulder, or not all, but call it all of last year. I think he played 10, 14 games, whatever it was, essentially all of last year. Um, to have a guy like him make the team, it raised a lot of eyebrows. I actually was fortunate enough to talk to him, um, not because I was in on anything, but because my uh, my great editors at NHL.com do obviously a hell of a lot more work than I do and said, talk to this guy. Uh, so I did. And I had a lot of people looking at me with a hairy eyeball, being like, what the hell are you talking to him for? He's not going to make the team. Um, I'm like, I'm going to do what I was told. And sure enough, uh, made the team, and he's played great through the first two games. And now I was talking to his coach in, in the Sioux, John Dean, who said it's amazing how many NHL teams have been calling him to get uh, to get rundowns on uh, Owen Alardi. So the call always finishes with uh, – 
Yeah, and, and just kind of keep this on the down low. Don't don't tell anybody that we talked. You know, the uh, the secret's out, right? Like this guy's going to get drafted this year. So there's some good stories. Um, Owen Beck is the only returning guy, but the business like mindset was what really struck me. They knew the expectations were high, um, and and they approached it knowing they got off to a tough start last year, early in the tournament. Uh, maybe took their foot off the gas to an extent, thought it would be easy. They're not playing like they expected to be easy this year. Maybe that's a function of the fact that the team is built the way it is. They know that if if they think it's going to be, it won't be, and it won't turn out well. So they're going in. They're 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 playing well. Uh, they're they're they've committed to a system and a style, and they're playing to it. Um, they've had success here in the early going. But that said, it's the first two games haven't played a world beater yet so let's see how they they fare when they play some tougher competition dave i uh, appreciate you doing this today usually on tuesdays we had a movie to thursday with the holiday season going on last one for you big plans for new year's oh uh, we'll see what happens i'm not eh, you know <laughs> i might have a might, might have a pop or two you know i don't know we'll i see. like it i like it keep the expectations low and you'll never be disappointed uh dave really That's what my history teacher told me once it, a long time ago it, best advice i ever got dr leach it's facts it's facts dave thanks so much yeah. for doing this today see you boys